We all want to feel like we belong, but sometimes it's challenging to find connection in our living spaces, neighborhoods, communities, and relationships. On Home Where You Belong, we're here to change that. Hear stories of people from different backgrounds and from different places and how they've been able to feel more at home to help give you a renewed sense of connection, belonging, and optimism. Welcome to Home Where You Belong with your host, Chip Alford. Hello, listeners. This is your host, Chip Alford, and I have a great deal to share with you. Audible is now offering a 30-day free trial that allows you to explore its incredible selection of audiobooks across every genre, from bestsellers and new releases to celebrity memoirs, mysteries, and thrillers. You'll also find titles on motivation, wellness, and business, as well as thousands of podcasts like Home Where You Belong, other popular favorites, and exclusive new series. I recently listened to a great audiobook by James Clear called Atomic Habits, which explains an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. The Audible app makes it easy to listen anytime, anywhere, while traveling, working out, walking, doing chores, you decide. For details, visit audibletrial.com belong. That's audibletrial.com belong. Now... On with today's show. And, you know, what it's defined as far as where home is, is home is wherever we are, you know, and some, some days our home may be a mountaintop property and some days our home may be a riverfront property and some days our home might be in the parking lot of a Cracker Barrel, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's, uh, but, and that's what's so cool about it is, is home is literally wherever we are. The author of three books and counting, Dan Clauser is a speaker, consultant, blogger, and host of his own podcast, The Journey of My Mother's Son. After 30 years of successfully leading a nonprofit youth sports organization in Berks County, Pennsylvania, Dan and his wife Sandy sold their house and most of their possessions. Since August of 2020, they've lived full-time in their RV, traveling the country with their golden retriever. They volunteer at various locations, help others, and tell the stories of their travels and those they meet through blogging, social media, and podcasting. Dan, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate you taking time out to be on Home Where You Belong. Absolutely. Looking forward to the conversation. Awesome. Hey, you've got a really interesting story. Um, I've read some of your um, blog posts and listened to a little bit of your podcast. Um, but I just want to ask, why, why did you decide to sell everything to travel and live full-time in an RV? You know, it's kind of funny. People ask me that all the time, and, you know, I tell them it's not something I ever aspired to do. It's kind of something that just happened. I took uh, two road trips in early 2019 uh, by myself. One was down to Dallas, Texas, and I came back to Pennsylvania through Louisiana, visited some friends. Month after that, uh, I did the same thing and uh, took a road trip to Orlando, Florida, and again, stopped and saw one of my old players. I'd run a youth nonprofit organization and, and coached baseball and softball for 30 years. So I stopped in Atlanta, Georgia to see one of my old players and spent some time with him and then went down to Orlando and then, uh, you know, drove back. And it was really the first time in my life that I took the time to actually enjoy the journey. Um, I traveled a lot, but it was always with a very regimented schedule you know (laughs) we had to be 
at this spot at this time. We had this much time while we were there, and then we had to be back on the road. You had an and itinerary. <laughs> a very strict itinerary, because normally I'm traveling with about 60, you know, young baseball players. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, you got you got to have a little order with that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, my mom had, uh, you know, quit her job and traveled the country in an old 1967 Plymouth Valiant. And I always, you know, I always admired her for, for what she did, but I never thought that her story would be my story. And on that road trip, there was, you know, kind of this aha moment where I was like, wow, you know, I think I finally figured out why mom did what she did. And so it was almost like now there was this voice telling me like, you know what, there's more to do. It's time to close the chapter that you're in and start a new chapter and, and focus more on your writing and you know, telling stories. I'd done a podcast for the organization since 2012. So I loved the format of telling stories. Okay. Um, so it really clicked with me. I was like, you know, man, my mom passed away in 2005. And I just remember going through her, her journals and reading about her adventures. And I thought to myself, man, how cool have it would been if mom would have been able to do this with the technology that we have today and tell these stories. Absolutely. So when this started, you know, kind of churning in my brain, storytelling was something I, I wanted to do. Um, so I went to my podcast producer, told her what we were planning on doing. Um, she helped me understand the back end of it. Cause at that time, all I did was conduct the interview. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. It actually got to the internet, how there's people a, listen to it. None of that stuff. You there's know? a few steps to the process, right? Yeah. Um, so that was always part of what we wanted to do. And then, uh, you know, I had to run it by my wife. And at first she thought I had completely lost my mind. <laughs> well, that's a pretty, she, that's a pretty big change, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had lived, we'd lived in the same house for 20 plus years. We'd lived in the same community for over 30 years at that point. And, uh, you know, you talk about roots and, you know, we did have some roots there. Our family was there, um, but it just felt right that this was time for us to start a new chapter. And uh, I, you know, never drove an RV until the day, you know, I drove the one we live in now. Uh, wow. That's a lot. <laughs> you know? So it was a learning process, but, you know, really have no regrets at, at this point in time. And we absolutely love it. So kind of a long-winded answer, but. No, um, that's, that's, that's great. Story. That's a great the story behind the story. So the name of your, your podcast, and I think your book, right, is The Journey of My Mother's Son. You talked a little bit about your mother, but it sounds like she was an, an interesting interesting character. Tell us a little bit more about her and what, what particularly inspired you about her story. I, I just love the fact that, you know, she had the guts to do it. And I, I didn't appreciate it as much at the time, I don't think. Um, you know, I, my mom and dad were divorced. So I was actually living up in Pennsylvania. She was in Florida. So I was, you know, 16 years old, 15 years old at the time, you know, when she called me and told me that she was going to do this. And, you know, part of her inspiration is she had a bunch of friends that had just gotten back from, you know, vacations to Europe or the Bahamas or, you know, all these places outside of the, the U.S. And she said it, it made her think that, you know, we have such an absolutely beautiful country right here in our backyard, but yet so many times we don't take the time to enjoy what's right here in front of us. Sure. Um, so that was her inspiration to just go out and see this, this beautiful country. And through that, you know, she'd stop and, you know, again, this is long before cell phones and the internet, 
you know, so she would literally show up on an old friend's doorstep or, you know, <laughs> her doorstep that she hadn't seen in, you know, eight, 10, 12 years. And, you know, she thought she was getting low on cash. She'd stop and, you know, pump gas or something or, you know, waitress, do whatever it was till she felt comfortable, um, you know, that she had enough to, to move on. And, you know, she also mixed volunteering in with that. So, you know, I always admired her. I, I loved, um, you know, when she passed away, I loved telling people, uh, you know, what she had done. She actually went up and, and volunteered at Ground Zero after 9-11 for about six months or so um, in the Salvation awesome. Army tent. And, uh, yeah, so I loved telling that story, but again, never, ever in my wildest dreams. You know, even if you would have talked to me in 2018, what have I told you? You know, yeah, someday I'm going to follow my mother's footsteps. But um, once I felt that that need, uh, it was it was strong. You knew, and, you knew it was time. Yep, without a doubt. And wanted to honor her legacy as we did it. And that's why the, you know, the name of the podcast is The Journey of My Mother's Son. And, you know, why the, you know, the, sec the first book was called The Beauty of a Diamond Through the Eyes of a Coach. And then, you know, the second one is The Journey of My Mother's Son, which is actually the the first of a series of books. Okay. Um, there'll be about four books in that series. And again, just telling stories of people we meet, places we, we go, and, uh, you know, all the adventures in between. That's awesome. You, you mentioned volunteering, that that was part of your your mother's journey. And and I, I guess I want to clarify it. So you weren't with her when she was on that trip? Is that right? No. No. Like I said, I was, I was still in high school. I did take... Okay. A leg of the trip with her um, between my junior and senior year of high school she came through Pennsylvania and we were having a family reunion in Florida um, so she stopped and picked me up and we came down the east coast um, and again normally that's a trip that I had made at that point in my life many times sure you know I had she was in Florida my dad was in Pennsylvania my brother was actually stationed in Fort Bragg North Carolina um, okay in the 82nd born so you know my i-95 is something i you know you knew almost it. grew up on <laughs> yeah yeah but the cool thing about that trip i took with my mom is we never saw i-95 you know she got back you know off a second you know on the secondary roads us1 or us60 or whatever the case was because um, that wasn't what her journey was about and that was the one thing you know when i did that back in 2019 that resonated with me because again i got off the interstate I took, you know, when I came back, you know, Orlando on my way back to Pennsylvania, I got off of I-95 and just took a different route. And it was, um, again, it was just that first time that I really had a chance to enjoy the journey and, and what was, you know, happening around me. There's a whole different world off the interstate, isn't there? <laughs> there sure is. Hey, um, so getting back to volunteering for a second, you said that your mom made that part of her journey that, that she would stop and do some volunteer work and give back, and you're doing that um, as well. Can, can you, I guess, first maybe explain why that's important to you, and then can you think of an example or two of, of something you've had the opportunity to do? Yeah, so, you know, for me, why it's important really comes down to my mom, because even long before she started that journey she volunteered you know okay. I mean, some of my first memories of me and my mom are her you know I, I always term it now as her dragging me along <laughs> to whatever project she was working on so whether it was meals on wheels or when i played little league if i had a game on a saturday that started at one o'clock it was not uncommon for me to get to the little league complex at eight o'clock in the morning because she was volunteering in the concession stand and then 
after my game was over, it was not uncommon for us to not leave until five o'clock in the afternoon because wow. <laughs> she was still volunteering. So it was just something that just seemed natural to me okay. to, to give back and to volunteer just because of seeing her, her entire life. And then again, as she got older, even after she stopped traveling full time, volunteering was always a big part of, you know, her story. Um, like I said, she went up and volunteered at, at ground zero for several months. Um, she would help with hurricane relief efforts, um, again, for weeks and months at a time, uh, through the Salvation Army. So she was always given back. So it was just something that was, you know, instilled in me. Um, and then again, coming from the nonprofit organization and being in the nonprofit, you know, world, volunteerism is something that, you know, I believe is waning yeah. nowadays. Yeah. Um, so even though we were a, a sports organization, we always instilled into our players the importance of giving back and volunteered. So that's great. We looked for opportunities for them to give back because I knew what it was like as a young man to be put into that world and how it affected me becoming an adult to understand the importance and, and doing it. So that was always part of uh, what we wanted to do when we traveled. And our first opportunity, again, ironically, uh, came with us going down to Lake Charles and Sulphur, Louisiana to help with some hurricane relief after Hurricane Laura came through. Oh, yeah in 2020 it was before delta had hit so it was in between the two hurricanes but it was kind of there's a little bit of irony in my mind that our first volunteer you know efforts were with hurricane relief which again was something my mom did a lot of sure. in florida was in relief um kind of coming full circle <laughs> yeah yeah and to see you know for me what affected me the most there was you know we were working hand in hand with people who literally had lost everything, but yet they're still out there helping others who might've lost even more than what they did. And just to see the resilience of that community during that time. And even, you know, we stayed in the friend's houses uh, in her driveway. And I remember her apologizing to me because we couldn't plug the RV in because they had no power. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm like, Jenny, like, we're good. We've got a generator as well. You know, you have the generator for the house. <laughs> We've got the generator for the RV. We're fine. We're incredibly grateful that we've got a driveway to park in right now. Um, and again, just that seeing how those people, you know, again, were so resilient. I mean, that, that's the word that always comes back to me, just so resilient, um, you know, in the midst of so much uncertainty. I mean, this was still in the heart of COVID. So, you know, they're dealing with that. And then you're dealing with the fact that, you know, your house is either completely flooded, doesn't have a roof, could be torn down. Um, but you're still out there helping people, you know, kind of, kind of makes really, you, makes you think about priorities, I would think, or, or what, what's important. Absolutely. So that, that's definitely by far the, uh, the project we've done that's had the most impact on me so far. And we've, we've been able to get involved with an organization called a year to volunteer, which is a RV centric, um, volunteer organization will go in and do like projects for two weeks at a time at state parks or oh, wow. um, profit organizations and stuff like that and that's really given us uh, a real purpose for our our travels is to be able to get out there and you know where we're not having to to do the background work of organizing yeah. we just show up and, and go where they tell us to go and you know you're meeting a real need because it's it's been identified that's great that's awesome what was the name of the organization again a year to volunteer a year to volunteer okay we'll include a, a link to that in our our show notes so in addition to um 
obviously how you can connect with um, Dan and his blog and uh, podcast. So um, you t I was surprised earlier when you said that you had never really driven an RV until you just went on this adventure. Um, what's that been like? Or what, wh I guess, what do you enjoy most about RV life and what's maybe some of the challenges of it? Um, what I enjoy most is just the community. Um, you know, e even though we're all a community on wheels, you know, we've, yeah. we've met uh, so many like-minded people and uh, other full-time RVers, especially on the volunteer projects uh, where, you know, you go in and you just you love understanding why they made the decision that we made and, and understanding that, you know, we're not alone in this decision. I mean, there's actually a number that blew me away when we started this was trying to wrap my head around the fact that there's actually 1.5 million people in the United States that live full-time in an RV. Wow. And for whatever reason, that number just blew me away. Um, so the community is, is the best part about it. And, you know, I really have to struggle to think of the negatives, you know? Um, I mean, it's been a learning process. I'm going to be grateful for YouTube. Um, sure. Yeah. You know, to, to help troubleshoot, you know, if something's wrong with a black tank or something's wrong with your, you know, air conditioning unit. Um, you know, so you, it's it's amazing the information that's out there. Um, you know, but I, it's it's tough. You know, it's tough to really come um, up with a negative. Think of. Do you, I mean, gas prices might yeah. be the one negative. Something that. Yeah, <laughs> I was even gonna... that we've been able to deal with it you know i was gonna i was gonna ask though it's great that it sounds like you you do find a community of kind of like-minded people i'm sure you met all different kinds of people we'll talk about that but um does it ever do you miss like having um one place to call home or, or like a you know a house or did how did it impact your feeling of what home means you know, for me, you know, to answer the first part of the question is I, I don't miss not having a house. Okay. Um, I really don't, you know, at least today, maybe in two, <laughs> three years, maybe that'll change. Yeah, but yeah. I, I love it. And, you know, what it's defined as far as where home is, is home is wherever we are, you know, and some, some days our home may be a mountaintop property and some days our home may be a riverfront property. And some days our home might be in the parking lot of a Cracker Barrel. <laughs> and, <laughs> You know, it's, uh, but, and that's, what's so cool about it is, is home is literally wherever we are, where you, know? you are. And yeah. We're back in Pennsylvania right now. Uh, we've been in Pennsylvania most of this year and, you know, so we've been, been able to be around family quite a bit. So that's great. Um, you know, so, and, and even that, uh, I guess if there's a negative, it's being separated from our family as much as we are, but sure. Even even with that, I think we become a lot more intentional when we are with our family now, than than what we ever were. So I think when you're, you know, even though you don't see each other, uh, just because you live, you know, 10, 12 miles from each other, I think many times you take it for granted. Mm -hmm. You know, they're always going to be there. We're now, you know, we we're much more intentional about when we when we do have those visits and that time with family. Yeah, I think I read somewhere, and didn't you say that you've really become better at maybe living in the moment or being present because, uh, you know, you are where you are, you, you know, you, you don't know where you're going to be tomorrow necessarily. So you really try to be present in the moment. 
yeah yeah definitely something i've gotten so much better at um than what i ever was throughout my life i mean i was always a planner you know always looking forward you know to what was going to happen in a month and two months and a year what comes um, next yeah we're, we're now I, I really do appreciate you know just again being in that moment and understanding that you know that moment that we have with you know whoever we're sharing it with or if we're just sharing it with ourselves you know that's all we have at that point that's the only guarantee that we have in life is that moment right there we don't want to miss it yeah Hey, uh, we, you've met some interesting people um, through your travels and through your podcasts. I would really encourage listeners to go um, check out his um, website and the podcast. Um, it's, it's really interesting. Um, you've talked to everybody from authors or basketball players, yoga teacher, a psychic medium, a musician, and a, a 80-year-old man who sh- shows no signs of slowing down. So... Um, is that one of the benefits to different kind of people that you meet? And is there anyone else that I didn't mention that kind of sticks out as, as somebody interesting that you met? Yeah, that, that has been, you know, one of the best things is just the people. And that's something I, I reflect upon, you know, going through my mom's journals is her stories of the, the people and cards that we got of the people that she met that we'd never met who were, you know, just would, you know, found out that she had passed and uh. send us a card and, and write us this beautiful note about the impact that she had on their lives. If it was only for a week or, you know, at a volunteer project or even just passing through. Um, so the, the people have definitely been, um, you know, the biggest benefit by far. And, you know, what's funny is I'm, I'm very introverted by nature. And I think this, this journey that we're on has actually made me much more extroverted than what I ever was in my life. And I, we're here, there's just, there's no strings attached. It's just, you know, pure human connection. And I, I think it's really helped, you know, restore hope in humanity. In, in my case, you know, we live in such a polarized climate, but yet, you know, if you're out there, you're looking for good and you're looking for good in people, you can find it because there are a ton of good people out there. And, you know, there, there's so many. If I started to name one, I would just <laughs> we, we would take up. Time. But it's just the people have has been so incredible. The people we've met. Yeah. Well, again, you can can go check out the, the the podcast and the blog to to read some of those and see some some photos. But it's a it's a really interesting mix of people that you've had the opportunity to 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 interact with. Um, so one one of the things I also notice is that. Uh, while you and your wife are on this journey together, you're not alone. You have another companion with you. Tell us, tell us about that. Yeah, our uh, our golden retriever. He's actually laying right here on the floor as I'm doing this podcast, and he is uh, he's he's the best thing that we we have. He he keeps us in the moment. You know, if we start to get distracted, uh, a dog will most definitely keep you in the moment. Um, what's his name? What, what's his name? name is Eucalyptus, and everybody wonders where that came from but i am a boston Sox fan ah. um, and he's named after the old third baseman of the red Sox, kevin Eucalyptus. okay um, so he's Eucalyptus or uke for short um but yeah he keeps us exercising he keeps us on trails and uh again most of all i think he's the one who keeps us in the moment um of just understanding you know what you know how short life is and you know what we need to appreciate in that moment and he has his own blog he does. Yeah. He does. So you better watch out. He might be, you know, taking over your writing popularity, <laughs> you know, if you're not careful. 
Yeah, I, I think he's definitely more more popular of a blogger than I am, for sure. <laughs> um, well, you you said you really didn't see a lot of challenges, you know, other than maybe sometimes the cost of gas, which everybody has struggled with. Um, but what would you tell somebody who might be thinking about this? Um, you know, making a a life change like this, what, what, what are some things they should think about? I, I guess for you, I, I heard one thing that you really felt a, a calling or a, you know, a, a sense of purpose to it. Everybody may not have that same thing, but any, any advice or things you would think them, ask them to think about? Um, you know, I think if, if they're thinking of doing it, um, you know, obviously don't make a, a completely rash decision because it is sure. a big decision. Yeah. Um, but by the same token, don't get caught up in all the details either. Um, you know, I'm, I'm living proof that you can learn as you go. Um, you know, and there, there's so much information out there. And again, this community is so, so giving. I mean, we have the volunteer project that we were on um, in Louisiana. Right before we got there, our water pump broke. And, um, you know, again, I'm not a handy guy. Yeah. But right, right away, a bunch of the other volunteers were like helping me through changing this out. One of our volunteers had a spare water pump. So wow. we were able to, you know, get use his. And then all I had to do is order for his from Amazon and you know we were we were square at that point you know um, so you know I would say just don't get caught up in the details if it's something that you really want to do it, it's a great lifestyle um, you can learn as you go and I think a lot of people get caught up in you know how do I generate revenue you know how sure. do I, how do do I make this? a living yeah and in today's day and age there's so many opportunities to you know be able to work remotely uh, I did a podcast a little over a year ago with a young couple, um, both in their mid-20s, fresh out of college, um, and they're full-time RVers, and they both have full, you know, full-time nine-to-five jobs, and they just, you know, during the week, they know they got to be in a campground where they've got, you know, a spot where they can get connection. good, air, you know, internet connection. Weekends is when they spend their, you know, their time exploring, and you know, they, they love it. They love every minute of it. So, you know, don't get caught up in all the reasons why you can't do it and just think of the, the opportunities as to why you can do it. Sure. So Dan, I noticed that the, the subtitle of your podcast is uh, many little people in many little places, which uh, apparently is derived from the opening lyrics of a song, Gloria. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what does that phrase mean to you? I just think it reiterates a lot of what we've already talked about is that, you know, that, that, that line that it comes from is, you know, many little people in many little places, do many little things and the whole world changes. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, again, as human beings, we get caught up in the big picture and, you know, how is it all going to come together where if we really work on all these little things ourselves, it, it turns into a big thing and it does turn into actually changing things. Um, you know, so for me, it, it's really just about, you know, what can we do today to make the world a little bit better place? And, you know, that's the, the question I ask all of my guests. And um, for my 101st podcast, I, uh, I did a compilation of some of those answers. And, and again, as I was putting them together, it just, 
again, kind of restored faith in humanity because of all these little things. And probably the, the most common answer I get is, you know, a smile and a wave is something that people do to, to a stranger holding the door, you know, going into the grocery store or going into a shopping center or something like that. The little things. Those little acts, yeah. They go so far because you have no idea what that person might be going through. And just that little, you know, hand gesture and a smile and holding the door for them can, can really change their day. Absolutely. Well, so I just have one more question, and it's one I try to end uh, every interview with, and um, it's pretty simple. It's what makes you feel most at home? You know, for me, most at home is, you know, with my wife and, and Uke, you know, with Sandy and Uke. We're, wherever we are, we're, we're home. And, you know, I, uh, I, and I, I get it that, you know, there's people who want to plant roots and be in one place you know forever i mean sure. I, I was that person i was that person you know not that long ago um but i think if you really kind of reevaluate what home means to you and, and it's not a structure it's not a it's not an rv it's really those around you and if you're you're able to be with people you love um i think it, it just makes home that much of a better place for you so for me home is you know anywhere i am where you know sandy and Uke are there with me that's awesome. That's that's a great answer. So, hey Dan, I really appreciate you taking some time out from a life on the road, and uh, we'll we'll be following you as you get back out there, and look forward to seeing the new people you meet, the new experiences you have, and um, thanks thanks for taking time out to talk with us. Yeah, absolutely, and just one one last thing I'll add is sure. The other great thing about this is I've met people virtually like this. Um, as well as in person and done podcasts with them. And then because we travel, we've been able to, you know, if we're passing through the area that someone's at, we've been able to connect with people who we've, you know, who I've done a podcast virtually with first and then to sit down and, you know, have a meal with them or have. That's you know, awesome. Couple. Well, if you're ever in Chattanooga, have you ever been to Chattanooga? We've been through it a couple times. <laughs> okay. Well, if you come through this time, you have to stop and you have to see Rock City and Ruby Falls and have dinner, dinner with me on me bet we will we'll definitely take you up on that and as a matter of fact we may that may be happening soon <laughs> good good so well, we'd love to see you you have my contact information and for all our listeners again we'll have dan's contact information and how you can check out his podcast and blog um, on our website home where you belong and in the show notes for this episode all right dan have a great rest of your day thanks chip this is great we want to help you continue experiencing that feeling of being at home wherever you are. So please subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts and visit our website at homewhereyoubelong.com. Want to join in on discussions, ask questions, or share feedback and ideas? Join our Facebook group, visit us on Instagram, or send an email to chip at homewhereyoubelong.com. We'll see you next time. Proud member of the Podnuga Network.